0: No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code, program. D-L-C. Yeah!
1: When that robot voice comes in, you know it's time to begin. And wherever you are, whenever you are, and however you happen to be listening, we're so glad you've chosen to tune in to
0: D-L-C right
1: i was a bit early but it's cool especially if you are one of our geeks and using this podcast to so power you through a workout or a run we're gonna be in your ear holes for 90 plus minutes of game and goodness because dlc is your downloadable commentary for the week delivered the way we love it to be and that is completely free thanks to our patrons over at patreon.com They bring the show to you. They, with their generosity and show of support, bring the show to you, and we are grateful. We are grateful. But it's also cool because they get stuff in return. They get ad-free episodes. They get video versions of the show, and they even get an entire bonus program we call Paid DLC. That comes out on Wednesdays, and it features our friend Lana Bashinsky joining us to talk about whatever happens to be coming up Uh, It is a freeform, uh, let's say more casual version of the show. And the patrons, they do love it. They have told us uh, how much they enjoy that. You could be one of them. All you got to do is go over to patreon.com slash dlcpod, support the show, make sure it continues, and get yourself some extra bonus cool stuff. DLC, of course, the show, all about games in their many forms. Games played on desktops, laptops, and consoles also games that involve dice, luck, and cardboard. I'm your host, Jeff Canada, that spell with two M's and one T, and I am joined, as always, by my friend slash co-host slash nemesis. The guy who, I'll be honest, I'm really happy to be talking to today. I've had a rough week, Christian Spicer. Thanks for being here and being a friend.
2: I'm happy to be here. Um, I heard about, we were chatting before the show and, uh, uh, My heart's out. You know that we are here for you, and that is uh, a specific we, as in my family and also the listeners of this show. I know as well. I jumped on. I I was off. I'm off almost all social media, but I was off uh, even our Discord for a bit as my week sent me to the Great White North um, for some stuff. But we are here for you. I am happy to chat games with you, and hopefully that this show can be a respite for you and anyone else listening um, it's a tough week in general. We are recording on uh, September 11th when you are listening to this. If you're not live with us, it will be after that. Um, but that is also a very hard day for many. Um, I've had some friends that it was a, a particularly hard day for. And I think as we get further from it, sometimes that is even more isolating, um, because it is still a very hard day for you and others have, um, you know, moved on quote unquote. So yeah. I, uh, I mentioned it last week, and I am proud of our community, and we are here for you, Jeff, and we are here for all of our listeners. So hopefully, we can have some fun talking video games. Well, I
1: appreciate that. I, I only bring it up as a as a way of uh, acknowledging that I may I may be a little off. I am I am um, I am I've been through the ringer this week. I, I'm, I'm emotionally and physically exhausted, but. Uh, that is one of the things I love about our hobby and, uh, the ability to do this show to talk about our hobby is that it is an escape. It is a, uh, a source of joy and community that, uh, allows me to, um, uh, you know not think about my troubles. I, I've been in the hospital all week with my daughter. If you're following me on social media, I just wanted to acknowledge that. And so if, uh, if I'm a little, uh, distracted or off or low energy, you know why, uh, but I do love doing the show. I wouldn't miss it. Uh, got back from the hospital about 20 minutes ago. Uh, my wife and daughter are still there. Uh, we don't know when, when we get to come home with her, but, uh, we hope it is soon. She's doing well. And I do appreciate a lot of people that have reached out and said kind things to me online about it. It, it does mean a lot to me to have, uh, that show of support. Uh, you have had a, a, we missed you last, last Wednesday on paid DLC, Christian, cause you were off, um, enjoying the great white North and its, uh, various virtues I'm uh, glad to have you back. Thank you for being here. Um, Happy to
2: be here. And I'll tell our guests if they're not patrons and not seeing the video version of this. I won't spoil our, our, our listeners. I, I'm not going to spoil our guests. We have a great guest. But before we get to that, I just want to say a little tease. We're all wearing gray today. We're looking great. We are dressed. <laughs> yeah. We are great. Uh,
1: <laughs> we, you know, we like to coordinate with the guests of wardrobe. It's uh, <laughs> it's a very lengthy process. and involves many, many emails. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited because it has been way too long since this guest has joined us. You know, the DLC always stands for your downloadable Kanata and your downloadable Christian. But this week, once again, I'm excited because DLC stands for divisions, leagues, and conferences. Because, once again, we have our official, unofficial sports correspondent on DLC. Also, the head of business development for Come To Us USA. Our friend rich grisham is back with us hey rich how are you
3: i'm doing great uh on behalf of everybody jeff as you know we're all thinking of you we're all praying for you and your wife and your daughter and your son and, and everybody we've got your back and uh we love what you do we love what you do with christian we love what you do in all the different places that you do it and we're all here because of that uh i was looking through some old correspondences i have i've been chatting with you and christian and working on projects and and going back to the weekend confirmed days it's about 15 years i think since My we goodness. first started chatting which is amazing to me and so anyway we're all thinking of you jeff and we love you and we're we're praying for you and your family and everybody it i mean i appreciate a lot. that i appreciate that what, what he
1: means christian is that we're not just wearing gray you know what i'm saying
2: uh, I will say, I met a lovely individual this past week in in Canada, and they had a shirt on from a very hip fashion designer. And on that, it had a year, just a year on it that was in the 1990s, also very <laughs> hip and very cool. And we we're like, oh, that's such a great uh, shirt, that's such a cool logo. Like, what drew you to them? And they explained the designer. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard him. That's very cool. And then this person went. And also, that was the year I was born. And I was like, mm. oh. You brought violence to this party. <laughs> I see what you just did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, also Rich, I got to say, it has been way too long since we had you on. It used to be a yearly occurrence we used to bring you on in August as we were sort of gearing up for the big season of releases for for sports video games and uh and it, uh, covid happened and somehow it's been a couple of years since we've had you on. It's all good. Uh, so,
3: it's I, it's awesome to have you back. So, um, I I love the show. I've been listening since the first show and before, and so I'm just thrilled to be here. I love it. I can't wait to talk about all the good stuff we're going to talk about. And we have a ton to get to. Very,
1: very big week of gaming news. So let's jump right in and start the show the way we always do, with Story of the Week. Story of the Week,
0: it's the
1: Story of the Week. Story of the Week, it's the Story Story of the Week is the part of the show where we make our case for the most important stories that happened in the world of games this week. You can always submit stories for our consideration by sending us an email to dlcfeedback at gmail.com. That's also where you can send comments or questions or anything you'd like us to know. We love hearing from you at dlcfeedback at gmail.com. Your own parting gifts, that's where you send those as well. Uh, You can also post on our various community message centers center i don't know i don't know what i'm saying i told you i'm with off a, with an
2: r with an r e like train, <laughs> yeah you
1: know like yeah, yeah you know it's a message center it's there's a switchboard <laughs> it's uh it's amazing We got pigeons that'll I'll, send you email
2: on it. their feet i'll um, take it 560 west main street suite uh what is it suite uh, C 252 alhambra california send your messenger pigeon there addressed to me and my gosh if i get it I will I will send that person a you special will, if you will then if, have to take care of a pigeon. That will be your, you'll have to now care No, 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 don't send me a messenger pigeon. Send <laughs> send me something via me- Oh <laughs> no. Man, no got, that's the, my message is please don't let this pigeon die. That's Okay, well, I'm glad Jeff message. edited that part out. Dear <laughs> listeners, you did not know what just happened, but <laughs> eey, it was just, embarrassing. You're uh, on the
1: you you unfurl the little message <laughs> on the foot and it says,
2: "Adopt me." I thought, thought you say you unfurl the message on the foot and it's a pigeon. Like another <laughs> Anyway, we do have uh we do have a Discord.
1: Uh five by five DLC is the Discord. And the uh the uh the the, the subreddit is five by five DLC on subreddit. See, you thought there was no reason for me to bring this up at the beginning of the show. I knew I was gonna be a hot mess this week. So here you go. Uh proof in the pudding.
2: But Emphasis Rich. on hot, by the way, for people not watching the video version.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you mean gray mess. I'm a gray mess.
2: Um, Rich,
1: <laughs> you are our guest. And, you know, usually I would say your pick of stories. And and that's still going to be the case. But this week we got not one, but two massive game smorgasbords. Uh, the, uh, the, the Nintendo directification of the world continues, of the gaming world continues. We got two showcases and i want to step through both of them so my question to you rich is which of the showcases are you most excited about always nintendo well because (laughs) nintendo's next week oh i
3: thought i thought that's we were leaning forward you know what um we had we have disney and we have ubisoft yeah. Well, if I'm being completely transparent, it's going to be Ubisoft just because I play a lot more of their games than than the other ones. Let's start there then. That's great. Perfect
1: choice. Uh, Ubisoft had their Ubisoft Forward event for 2022, which had a big focus on Assassin's Creed. It's the 15th anniversary. Speaking of old, Christian, 15 years since the first Assassin's Creed came out, which I remember covering in depth on uh, the totally rad show. And, uh, yeah, the,
2: f- the first game's future part is now t- took place in the past. That's how long it's been. That's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's another, it's another ancient history scenario. Now That's going to reboot uh,
2: the first one in that ancient period is in the old one's future period. In the uh, future period, it's all, it's, it's all backwards. Now that's not good.
1: Um, <laughs> but, but it wasn't just Assassin's Creed, uh, lots of Ubisoft stuff. Uh, um, a, um, a, uh, Focus on Mario Plus Rabbit Spark of Hope. Uh, we got uh Skull and Bones is is, is a thing. We got a massive trailer for Skull and Bones, went into detail about the gameplay, saw the gameplay. Uh of course, Just Dance is a thing, Trackmania franchise that's coming to consoles now. We got all kinds of uh division, the division franchise is um diversifying as well. Uh Riders Republic. My question to you, Rich, is uh, of these Ubisoft games, I mean, I, two-pronged question. First is, which of these things had you most excited, uh, most interested? And secondly, what Ubisoft thing that didn't show up at the, the Ubisoft Forward event for 2022 are you most disappointed Wasn't didn't make an appearance?
3: Oh, my. So... This is definitely not my area of deep expertise as a as you know, as many people would refer to me as a hopeless casual when it comes to what the cool kids are playing um, and or are most excited for. I sort of operate and I'm most of the games that I play are usually about three years to five years behind what everyone (laughs) else is so. Um, just to be you know, clear as to, to where my focus is, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe there's, I'm going to name something off the board or off of your board, but that was mentioned if I have my information right, is and that is Valiant Hearts. I believe mm. there was a new Valiant Hearts. And Valiant Hearts is probably why I chose Ubisoft to talk about first, because I love that game. Coming to and Netflix, Valiant Hearts. That's what it is. There's, I just, I love that game. I love that time period. In terms of, I'm fascinated by the First World War and European battlefields and all of that. You know that that goes along with it. Always have been. Um, so that's actually what I'm most looking forward to. That's a great pull. You're right. I did not uh, put that as part of my overview,
1: and it is overlooked by me. Ubisoft had a major uh, a major announcement as part of their forward in their their partnership with netflix netflix of course has added a, a number of mobile games to their mobile app uh and they're, they're looking we... to become
2: the xbox of games
1: <laughs> i think they're becoming the the apple the apple oh, yeah.
2: uh, arcade. the arcade Apple arcade of games,
1: of games. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh valiant hearts 2 mighty quest for epic loot and an Assassin's Creed game are all coming uh, to the Netflix mobile app uh, as part of your Netflix subscription. Uh, the Valiant Hearts sequel is uh, is going to be evidently um, directed by the same team behind the first game, and it will launch in January 2023. So you're excited. This is like a true sequel, true... Uh, hopefully will carry the torch for a game that you have a lot of love for.
3: And it's not like that time period can't support many different stories from many different perspectives. Right. So Uh there's no, I don't, who knows what it will be in terms of the content. Uh, I'm just telling you that game, especially the ending uh, where you realize what's happening and what you can and cannot do about what's happening, you know, other than maybe in a a moment I had with uh, brothers, a tale of two sons, Like that, I think I had the most impactful emotional moment in a video game at the end of *Valiant Heart. So that's Mm. that's one that stands out. That's awesome. That's not a game I played. But um, you speaking so highly of it makes
1: it makes me much more interested to check out this sequel when it drops in January.
3: And it shouldn't take you a whole lot of time. You know, one of the things that we'll talk about later is most games that I play now don't take a lot of time. And that's another one that you can you can play that in a few hours. It won't it's not going to take, it's not going to take a whole lot of time too. That's, that's very cool. Um... Now, as far as looking forward, I think um, what I'm most interested in sort of hearing or what has interested me is that the Assassin's Creed franchise is going to be dropping the dual duality of the modern day and the historical stuff and so when I hear that and then I think, OK, well, if they could do that and then also put it into like a 15 hour game, like what I would love to hear them tell me is that. But they said <laughs> we're we're going old school, you know, Assassin's Creed lore mythology without all the new stuff, new modern day stuff. And it's going to be just like a 15 hour story where you get to make cool decisions and then fight people and then win like i would love that in an assassin's creed that doesn't sound very ubisoft to me
1: no, uh, they want, no they i'm want, not saying you know.
3: i'm expecting it <laughs> not expecting it but would love it
1: well you know it, it is cool I, one of the things i do love about ubisoft is they've never met a platform they didn't want to fall completely in love with you know <laughs> they've never met a platform that are like we will make a game specifically for that stadia you got it we you all in uh, luna <laughs> yep uh, so here we have Netflix, and it, it does not surprise me at all that uh, Ubisoft is saying, hey, we got games specifically for that Netflix platform because they, they they love everybody. And U- Ubisoft's on every platform hard, you know, like real in on the platform. So that's, that's kind of cool with uh, those three games. Um, as for Assassin's Creed, clearly that was a big thrust of this uh, event, making a big deal of the 15th anniversary. And I think... They're trying to position Assassin's Creed as having something for everybody. Certainly, uh, there were no fewer than six Assassin's Creed things announced or confirmed or rumored or or talked about in the uh, Ubisoft Forward event. So, I will enumerate them for anybody that's being their news for (laughs) us. We have a live-action Assassin's Creed series on Netflix. We have Assassin's Creed Mirage, which was the big uh, leaked next Assassin's Creed game. The big, it'll be a big throwback to the original Assassin's Creed. So this is not like the most recent stuff, not like Valhalla, not like uh, you know Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Origins, not the RPG version of Assassin's Creed. This is back to its roots
2: of assassinating dudes and dudettes. That's only <laughs> the fun- Jeff. History? What? That's only what it looks like from far away. When you get closer to it, you realize it is a big RPG. Uh, You know, it's the classic. They duped you with the Mirage. So when you're far away and thirsty, it looks like mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed 1 or 2. And then you get closer. Classic and it's origins mirage. And you're like, oh, they got me. I thought
1: you were doing an Assassin thing, like blending into its environment. And <laughs> hard to make up. I know you just went full Mirage. I like that. Yeah, full Mirage. Uh, so this it will star uh, Basim, who is uh, a character from Valhalla. But this is... a um, uh, the prequel is Basim becoming Basin, Uh, and um, uh, it's sort of an origin story for that character. Twenty years before the events of of Valhalla. It takes place in Baghdad. This is this is like you know uh, OG Assassin's Creed. Uh, you know this is Assassin's Creed Classic is what this is. Um, we also have uh, three code names: Assassin's Creed Jade, which is the mobile game version of assassin's creed which is probably the closest one to something that you were describing rich which i would think more I mean, who knows the mobile games can be hundreds of hours
2: so you Absolutely. never know Absolutely, and, and I, I think mirage mirage could be shorter you know if it is leaning true. into it, assassin's creed 2 and there's been some rumors of that that it is focused and tells a story and, and gets out so yeah. yeah, we'll see. I mean, it,
1: and they said it's much more uh, narrative focused. So maybe maybe that's the game you'll love, uh, Rich. Um, but Jade is the mobile game set in ancient China. So, uh, you know, obviously Assassin's Creed franchise takes place in different time periods and different settings around the world, historical settings. We're finally getting a China version with the codename Jade. Again, these codenames, I think, are not final na- subtitles for those Assassin's Creed games. But we have codename Jade. We have Code Name Red, which is the long rumored and long predicted by me. I think I was predicting it eight years ago on our, one of our first uh, end of the year prediction shows. That I was I was predicting that the feudal Japan would be an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, I'm finally right, Christian. Finally Everyone knows right. Everyone
2: knows. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows the best predictions are one you made 8 years
1: ago <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway a lot of people obviously predicted future japan's finally happening we're getting a sort of a shinobi uh, assassin's creed game this is the one for my money uh, th- uh you know i fell in love with the assassin's creed franchise with origins and especially odyssey uh when it when it really did become a full action rpg game instead of this assassination uh stealth game um And it sounds like the team behind Odyssey is the one doing Red, the Feudal Japan game. And it does sound like this one is that role-playing game. They mentioned it specifically is going to be an Assassin's Creed RPG. That's the one I'm excited about. We don't know when it's coming. It's not 2023. It's farther ahead than that because uh, the um, Mirage is the one that we see on the horizon on 2023. We also heard Codename Hexa, which is this mysterious sort of occult-themed Assassin's Creed, where it looks a little Blair Witchian? Uh, how many are we up to? That's a lot of Assassin's Creed things. Wait, <laughs> there's more. Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is the long rumored uh, title of a thing where we thought it was going to be a sort of a Halo Infinity or you know Destiny two kind of uh, uh, you know a game as service version of Assassin's Creed. Well, no, it turns out. Assassin's Creed Infinity isn't a game at all. It's merely a front end for all these other Assassin's Creeds that somehow includes multiplayer. It's very unclear. But it will be a connection point for all the Assassin's Creed. I think, I think this is going to be your animus kind of dealio. But a lot, a lot of mystery around that. Uh, how many Assassin's Creed things are we up to? A lot of Assassin's Creed things, you guys. So,
3: Rich. Is it too much Assassin's Creed? <laughs> no, it's not too much. Cle- okay. I mean, clearly, there's a market for it, right? If it was too much, they wouldn't be. And I don't mean to sound so base, you know, I, you know, I don't even know how it sounds I'm obnoxious, but they wouldn't do it if there wasn't a market for it. Now, that doesn't mean they will all necessarily be wildly successful. But no, it's not too much until the market and the people say too much. You know, and that happens. It happened to Star Wars, right? There was right. too much, and then they, 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 the now they're doing way, way more, break, right? And now they're back, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it comes and goes, but no, it's not too much. I mean, I know plenty of people who love the Assassin's Creed franchise. I played plenty of it. Um, Far Cry is more my Ubisoft main, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, but uh, no, it's not too much. It's, it's probably what uh, the fans want the most. Yeah.
1: I gotta say, I loved the uh, the the presentation around the Assassin's Creed. Like They went to his satellite location that was just focused on Assassin's Creed as kind of musty uh, library looking thing. And I just loved the folks that they got. It is such it is so hit or miss for me. the people that present these showcases. And man, what a hit the, tough job. <laughs> it was it is a tough job. Uh, and and you know, um we'll talk about the Disney showcase. I thought Blessing did a great job there but i uh, especially loved the, the the voiceover guy and the and the the producer woman that they had i should know their names uh it's been a long week um but uh they, i thought they had great chemistry and they really kind of casually it, it didn't feel forced at all which it so often does anyway christian assassin's creed pick out a favorite we we we've seen lots of um We've seen lots of of uh, supernatural stuff in Assassin's Creeds. So, you know, you fight mythological creatures often, even in these historical games. But it, it looks like this Hexa one is is going to be full on, uh, almost The Witcher. I'm guessing. At least that's mm. the hint. With we, we don't we only got kind of a logo. But uh, do you have do you have a, a standout of the, of this Assassin's Creed smorgasbord? board?
2: I feel bad because I feel like I'm falling back, and this is like my old type if you've listened to this show for a long time uh no <laughs> this th- I, I i i did not understand this presentation it, they feel so far away they feel yeah. so and i get celebrating 15 years of a, of a major franchise of which i've probably played all 15 years of it you know like yeah. but this i think the presentation itself which we often talk about like how those feel i think the presentation itself was done very well and i agree with you but I don't don't understand it from like so far away. I mean, Skull and Bones is a perfect example of a game that they first announced five years ago, maybe longer, like not trying to do my generic, it was five years ago. I think five years ago or longer and it's now actually happening. And this other stuff is the earliest one is a vague 2023. And then all of this other stuff that I feel like without additional details I'm kind of left scratching my head to like what is Assassin's Creed and I agree with rich wholeheartedly that the market has clearly supported this franchise and there's a there's a hunger for it and you see really awesome cosplay at events for these characters and it's a really rich cool looking world that they've built but so far all the games have kind of been um, iterative or additive where it's kind of slowly evolved into what origins and Odyssey and Valhalla were right like each game kind of the the franchise grew and I, I I'm trying to think of other franchises, and and Jeff, maybe you or Rich have examples that you can pull in the moment that I wasn't able to. Of like, this is a brand. Ah, Maybe it is another Ubisoft. Maybe it's Rainbow Six. That might be it. But it's like Assassin's Creed as a brand. If these games are so different, I don't know what that brand represents necessarily. And just the way video games have been for the last two and a half years, I don't know. I think it might be another 15 before some of these games have come out i don't know i'll push
1: back on that a little bit i think i think the the thing for me that is special about assassin's creed that i feel like they leaned into with this presentation in a really uh, effective way for me was uh, is the fact that that it is a the unifying idea of assassin's creed is you kill people in different historical time periods right Mm. and i think it's cool to say hey we're working in multiple historical time periods all at the same time. And here's the ones that you can look forward to. You know, there's going to be this Baghdad one. That's next. And after that, there's going to be this China, uh, you know, ancient China one. Uh, and then there's going to be a feudal Japan one. And then there's going to be this kind of spooky, scary, weird one. I think it's cool to say, hey, that, th-
3: that is what's special about this franchise, is that each one has its own flavor. And Mm. they just, they pretty much eliminate worries about people leaking their games now too,
2: right? It's all out there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And I think, you know, I don't
1: think they would necessarily have done it this way if it wasn't a big uh, uh, anniversary year, you know? Mm. I think that was kind of the fun thing. It's like, hey, we're making a big deal about this. This is how important this franchise is to us. Here's the roadmap for the next five years. Um, And I I think that's kind of rad. I mean, obviously, I, I don't think... Any of these Assassin's Creeds are going to come out in the same calendar year. I mean, maybe the mobile game will come out in the same year as something else, but it feels like it's like this is the this is one, and then this one, and then this one, and there's different teams working on each of them, and they're going to be, feel a little different. I think that's kind of rad. I
2: don't know. Yeah, maybe it is just the Ubisoft of it all, uh, and then just kind of what COVID did to games. we like Ubisoft, like Skull and Bones. Uh, I feel like I've seen new and I've played. I've seen numerous uh, presentations for their next big multiplayer game and the alpha is available now. And I played it for like the two weeks and then it's gone or beyond good and evil two And who knows what that is or when that comes out. So all of the, it seemed <laughs> cool, but I am very much like, you know, wake me up when I can buy it. Not when I can pre-order it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause that's now, uh, but when, <laughs> when right. I can buy it or actually play it, it I, I it's kind of how I felt watching a lot of the Assassin's Creed stuff for this. All right. I don't know. I, I kind of got jazzed about it. I mean, I, I,
1: I was a little, uh, immediately crestfallen a bit when they described Assassin's Creed Mirage as being a throwback to that first game or the first two games. Mm. Cause I didn't care for those. I, I, they were not my, my favorite, uh, games at the time, even the second one as improved as it was still, it was not the kind of game that I enjoy the most. And the series has evolved into a game I very, very much enjoy. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is still in my pantheon of favorite game experiences ever. Um, so I'm very much hoping that they continue that type of Assassin's Creed experience. And it's kind of cool that it seems like they are doing both. They are letting people have their cake and eat it too. They're We're doing a, a Mirage, which is this kind of, this type of Assassin's Creed game. And then it sounds like these other ones are going to, or at least one of these other ones is going to be more of that, uh, thing that it has changed into. And I, so I don't know, I, I just thought, Hey, this really does feel like they're making different types of games across different types of time periods. And it just, it really felt like an expansion of the franchise. And I don't know, I, I got a lot, I got really excited. I thought it was really well done and really, um, coherent. Um, but I will say Christian, I, you know, I take your point and I wonder if there are other parts of this Ubisoft forward event that did resonate with you, or at least resonated more. Is there something that you would pluck out as being something that you were excited about?
2: I mean, it, it's been the same for me now for several months. I think Spark of Hope continues to look incredible, and that feels very tangible. Yeah. Um, and for the, the you know back half of this year, where many things have kind of cleared out. And there are some games that I'm excited about. Certainly, God of War Ragnarok, but seeing more Spark of Hope, seeing the the joy, and it seems like the fun that that team has had with that franchise and the love yeah. they're putting into that game, that to me stood out. I mean, Trackmania, how it, it works on consoles, is interesting to me. But everything else, I think Mario Plus Rabbit Spark of Hope seems to be the most joy filled game coming pretty soon here. Uh, are, you to about, are you excited about press? Are excited about Rayman? as a care yeah yeah i yeah. love i love those games the mobile games were great that character is awesome it's fun to see that uh ubisoft hasn't sam fisher'd him you know yeah <laughs> yeah like they did to i don't know sam fisher um <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i thought it, i thought it was cool i mean i uh it's interesting that D- division two is still the sort of heart of the, D- the division franchise it, 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 you know it feels like Maybe it's time for the Division Three to be a thing, but and I'm sure they're working on that at some point. But um, you know, they keep committing to more Division Two content, which was interesting. Um, you know, Riders Republic can, can, continues to get more stuff. I I don't know. I thought I thought it was a pretty solid uh, thing overall, and you know, notable for some of the stuff they left out, but it felt more focused for the stuff they left out. And I, I don't know I got excited about Assassin's Creed. I will say this about the entire Ubisoft Forward event. It was a, an absolute delight for fans of variety and depth and specificity in European accents. Oh, my goodness. There were so many different European accents. It was just a joy. It was a fun Italian guy, uh, a, a variety of French people, uh, Englishmen, English women. It was, uh, it was, I think there were some Swedes. I don't know. It was amazing. It was just a, uh, every new person that came on had a completely different accent and it was uh it was a delight for me. Well, clearly you never the...
2: read, read the screen at the beginning of all of their games, Jeff. The proof is in the pudding. It's made <laughs> it's by a diverse team across the globe yeah. of differing views. Uh, you know, whatever else it says. It's a delightful script. accents. Yeah. Yeah. I felt yeah. like I was in somebody's D&D campaign and there was a new, uh, <laughs>
1: Or you know, I don't know my own D and D campaign, except the much better accents than I can do. Anyway, that was the Ubisoft uh, Forward 2022 event. Um, let me take a quick uh, break and uh, tell you about our sponsor. Uh, we are sponsored again this week by Backbone, which Christian, I know you are a huge fan of. In fact, you were crowing about Backbone long before I gave it a chance. Uh you have been talking about backbone for actual years as yeah. something that has uh allowed you to have console like gaming experiences
2: on your iphone right yeah yeah and and not only with the controller but the software side of it as well like it feels like you're diving into and playing uh a, a integrated console like experience that brings accurate every every button I'm holding up for the non-video people the PlayStation version of it uh, yeah. that has that cool little peekaboo out the back but every button and control and everything that you'd want and need from it and it just works it just works and I've loved it yeah I think since day day 0 I've been a big fan
1: you have yeah you you talk about it uh talked about it a bunch of years past on the show about how you prefer to play uh mobile games and now I know as you're a huge fan of um of um game services that allow you to to stream games to your phone, it's the perfect way to play those as well. Backbone, uh, as you pointed out, as you showed to video viewers, uh, they just released that PlayStation edition of the Backbone 1. This is an officially licensed controller for PlayStation uh, that was brought to life in collaboration with the PlayStation design team. So it it feels like the DualSense controller, uh, but you just slide your iPhone right into it. It's so simple. It's got this really brilliant kind of spring-loaded thing, which means it's compact. You can take it on the go uh, and you just plug your iPhone into the backbone and then you can enjoy console co- uh, console quality controls uh, while you play console games uh, with cloud streaming or remote play or app store games. I mean, games that are local on your iPhone or the games um, that you get from services. Um, you can get, you know, obviously games like uh, Apex Legends Mobile, COD Mobile, Genshin Impact is great. Uh, Minecraft, of course. Uh, this is the perfect way to make your transform your phone into feeling like a, a console experience, and it, it it makes it simple to take those stu- those things on the go. I mean, I I love uh, mobile gaming devices of of all kinds, but it's easy to not bring them with you places. And sometimes they are clunky and large and ob- obnoxious to, to bring something to put in a backpack. They take up all this space. Backbone, simple, elegant, small. You have your phone with you anyway. It's great. It's great. And like, you know, like Christian said, he's been using it for years. It's the only way, uh, you know, to play this kind of console quality games. I hate touch touch controls so much. It, it Actual actual buttons, triggers. uh analog sticks that click you know it's exactly what you want when you're playing these console games especially from cloud streaming services so go to uh, playbackbone.com slash dlc now and you can order your backbone for a limited time you'll get free access to over 350 console games and perks Uh, backbone of course is also now the official partner of diablo immortal and not only is the game specifically optimized for Backbone, but you will also receive $10 in in game perks. So if you're digging on uh, Diablo Immortal, this is the way to do it with, with the Backbone. Find your next adventure at playbackbone.com slash DLC. That's dot com slash DLC. All right. The other big presentation that happened this week. The other big showcase uh, was a first of its kind. Disney games uh, had its first ever showcase. uh, That was part of D23, which is the big Disney, pan-Disney empire uh, rolling out of all the Marvel properties and Star Wars-y things and Pixar stuff and, you know, all the Disney uh, media entries that'll be happening in the next while. Now, of course, also includes... A gaming section. Uh, and this man, talk about a uh, Mr. Toad's wild ride. <laughs> the, this <laughs> Disney game showcase was, it's like sit, getting into Space Mountain and getting shot out of a cannon. It, it was, I just felt like it was a blazingly fast pace. It was like 20 minutes, 22 minutes, something like that. And they showed a ton of things in that time. I felt like I couldn't even breathe. Um, friend of the show and our friend Blessing Jr. was uh, the host. And he, I thought he did a great job. Uh, but man, it, it just was like this lightning quick rundown of, of tons of stuff. You barely had time to look at what the thing that just happened. And you're in the next thing. It was just wildly, wildly paced in my opinion. But I'll run down some of the highlights. And Christian, you can tell me what you're most excited about. Uh, We got uh, a new Amy Hennig game. She, of course, uh, one of the co-creators of the original Uncharted series. And this looks like very much a uh, story-driven narrative, third-person action experience, although we didn't get to see any actual gameplay. But uh, we got a teaser trailer. It's a set in the Marvel Universe uh, with a young Steve Rogers, uh, T'Challa's grandfather, uh, who's a World War II-era Black Panther a U.S. soldier and a member of the Howling Commandos, and a Wakandan spy, uh, these these four characters. We don't know how they'll interact, but pretty evocative trailer there. Uh, we got a date for Midnight Suns. We got an announcement of a new
2: Tron oh, wait, wait, wait. game. Wait, what? a date for Midnight Suns? Uh, you can't just gloss over Jeff was wrong and the game got moved up. Yeah, Jeff was wrong. And well, it got moved back got... and then it got, you can't, it, I was right <laughs> before I was wrong. I mean, but currently you're wrong. Right. So, you're still,
0: right, no, the transitive
2: property of right, I think, means. <laughs> I saw Rich take a sip of his water or something just to keep from agreeing with me. But, Rich, it's okay <laughs> to agree with me that. <laughs> uh 7 I mean, so coming out this year uh, against all
1: odds. Pretty wild. Uh, Tr- a new Tron game called Tron Identity. We don't know anything about it other than it exists. We got a new 2D platformer with Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Goofy. That's coming to the Switch. Uh, We got Marvel World of Heroes. We got uh, some Avatar games. We got a Marvel Snap release date, return to Monkey Island details. We got Aliens Dark Descent that we saw gameplay of for like a half a second and then we moved on. We got a remaster of the old Gargoyles game based on that cartoon of our youths. Uh, Disney Dreamlight, Disney Speedstorm. In twenty-two minutes, it was just all like brrr, just going like nuts. So Christian, I think I might know the answer to this, but I'm curious what you thought the the standout of the Disney game showcase was.
2: Illusion Island.
0: Oh, uh, it,
2: nice! It would it would be Amy Amy Henning's game is probably going i mean there's a good chance that it will be my favorite game of 2025 or 2024 whenever it comes out but (laughs) like what they showed of that was like basically blessing was just like saying hey christian you're gonna like this game, and I'm like, blessing. You're right. I'm gonna love it. The-. And they're like, no, I'm gonna show you just a little snippet of tone. And I'm like, you- I already like it. And he's like, no, no, I'm gonna show you a little. Sn- I'm gonna show you some character silhouettes. I blessing. I already like this game. And he's like, hold on, hold on, check this out. <laughs> okay, I like that game, but because there wasn't, you know, I didn't get to see. Maybe it's not third person. Maybe it's an RTS. I don't know. It's probably not. But because I didn't get to see that aspect of it, seeing right. what I did get to see of Illusion Island, which is this co-op um or you can play co-op 2d platformer with that current um what's the cartoon called mickey mouse mickey mouse and friends but that current really hip cool mickey mouse style animation yeah it looked awesome i was blown away by how cool it looked and it looked like it had that nice mix of uh oh what did nintendo call it co competitive or something you know with like with yeah. mario and they're all bouncing around on each other right. it looked
1: really really good it it definitely reminded me of uh, those old Rayman games. We just talked about Rayman, mm. you know, yeah. into Sparks of Hope. But it reminded me of those those Rayman games. Very stylized, uh, looked fast and wacky. It didn't really remind me of you know a Mario game per se. It it, it kind of felt like it had much more of that zany. Yeah, zany is the wrong word, but that that Rayman kind of um, uh, that the art style was so is so striking that it doesn't feel it feels a little edgier you know than a mario i think
2: yes it definitely is that style i mean that current mickey mouse um and i know i could look it up because i'm literally sitting at a computer but that current mickey mouse cartoon style um animation man it looks it looks good it leans into it in a really cool way um switch exclusive i i find yeah. interesting like some hmm. of the other things seemed like they were multi-platform and I, I'm curious why this I mean it clearly fits well on the switch I think but I'm curious why it's nowhere else right now but that was the one too that going into this thing that I hadn't and I I guess there were others Tron Identity um I hadn't really heard or known about but this took me totally you know uh, by surprise and and looks to to bring everything that I love in video <laughs> games um to the forefront yeah yeah it it does it was a definitely a surprise uh,
1: Illusion Island a 2023 game coming to switch we don't know when in twenty twenty three but uh very cool the, that they showed gameplay and i thought I thought it looked uh really fun um the game for me that i came away going i cannot wait to play this is marvel snap oh man yeah. i mean th- th- I love that we got a, a release date it's happening uh October fifteenth i believe it's it's actually releasing uh it looks you know it it obviously it's from um um uh ben Brode and some of the folks that you know, helped make Hearthstone uh, such a hit. Uh, they peeled off, started their own studio, and now they're putting out uh, Marvel Snap. So it has a lot of that Hearthstone DNA, and I'm, I'm told a lot of the the cards work in ways that Hearthstone cards have worked. But it's got this abbreviated, sort of faster pace uh, style to it that looks really cool. And I I was very surprised. How they are, uh, you know, welcoming in different kinds of art styles. Obviously, it's a Marvel property using Marvel IP, but it looked like you know they had was like eight bit versions of character. Uh, they said eight bit, it's really sixteen bit. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I hate to be a stickler there, uh, but uh, um, anyway, but but these kind of wacky art styles where they, they, they very stylized versions of the cards and stuff. And it just it felt like it had a lot of whimsy to it, and it just looks. Uh, different the vibrant and and fast paced i just think i'm going to be putting so much time into this game and it's coming soon i I, much sooner than i thought i mean a a month from now we'll be playing it and i i'm really really excited about that and i know i've heard really good things about from folks who are
2: in the beta so yeah folks in our discord uh, that are in the beta have been saying almost two good things about it where yeah. it's like, Oh no, I have kids to raise. I can't, I can't download this yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so anyway, so, uh, Rich, was there anything from the Disney showcase that struck your fancy?
2: Well, I would love to,
3: to bring up a few titles and, and speak about them, but you know, to, to be frank without being, you know, that guy, those there's so much going on in that world, especially Marvel and video games. And it's so dense and there's such a volume of it. I tapped out like mm-hmm. a few years ago. I realized they're amazing. I know they're hugely popular. Everyone that i talk to in video games and outside plays the games, but I would be disingenuous. If I said otherwise, like that's, it's just so much. And I, I I'll come back. Right. But right now, in the last few years, especially, it's been hard for me to keep up. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not the guy on that side, unfortunately.
0: Fair
2: enough. Fair enough. I had a parent friend tell me the exact same thing. I think it was probably last week, and I think we were chatting about Miss Marvel or or She-Hulk, the Disney Plus shows, and they said like, he was just like, I stopped. I couldn't, that it It's like, I saw the thing that this character was in the thing. And I don't know if I'd seen that thing. And I know that I don't need to see this to have seen this, but my friend's actually working on this. And like, I could see the anxiety in his eyes building up. And I was like, you don't have, I'm sorry. I just thought it, I thought it looked cool, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a yeah. lot of, I mean, it's, it's a lot and it has not slowed down. A lot of it is excellent, but mm-hmm. it is a fire hose, Rich. You are not wrong.
1: That's true. And, you know, one of the things that I read about, somebody else made the observation uh, about the entire D23 event as a whole, not just the games side of it, but even all of the media announcements that they made, is um, that—and this resonated with me—is that Disney has ceased to be a company that makes new things that you'll love— And has embraced being a company that makes things that remind you of things you already love. Mm. And I don't know if that's a good thing. You know, I I look at all of these announcements and yeah, there's a lot of them I think I want to have a blast with and I'm really excited about it, but there isn't, I mean, there isn't a video game on here that isn't using something that I already love, right? And maybe that's the job of Disney. Disney owns everything. So give me the Midnight Suns game. Give me the, you know, the, this Amy Hennig game where I'm, you know, both of those are examples of taking IP and doing really interesting different things with them. You know, Midnight Suns, very different way of making a Marvel game. You know, it's this kind of weird, occulty version of the characters. Uh, the Amy Hennig, untitled Amy Hennig game looks like a really interesting exploration of a time period that we don't usually see with characters that we don't usually see. And I have very high hopes that that game will be a little more daring and interesting in its own right. So I don't want to take away from that. And and I like the idea of like, hey, do you like The Sims? Well, how about The Sims with all the Disney characters? Do you like Mario Kart? Well, you'll probably like Mario Kart with all the Disney characters. You know, it's like you love the Disney characters. Let's put them in games that you're going to like. I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that however disney used to be the kind of place where it's like hey we're making dark crystal we're making the you know uh, uh, black cauldron we're making a new thing that is about something you've never seen before
2: well um, on the media side of things i think they have been doing that i think the news sites those those aren't the titles like get the big you know, buzz on like the, the fandom sites and stuff like that. But this is a past one, but turning red is excellent. And I would have <laughs> loved a, um, a, what was that old DS tapping rhythm game? Uh, golly. Oh, uh, after-
1: yeah. Elite beat agents.
2: Yes. I would love like a turning red elite beat agents. I don't know, or something, or like there'd be such wonderful games that could exist within that franchise. And right. watching some of the other D 23 stuff that was announced. Uh, was it today or yesterday? I don't remember. But I think think Pixar is continuing to make some cool things and and Disney Animation Studios had some cool new things. And like, yes, there's the live action version of the animated version that was a live. And it's like, oh, and it feels reductive and those things get the headlines. Um, I don't know why I'm defending like the studio, the the biggest studio in the world. But I do think there is still that stuff there. It's just harder to see through all of this. But I will agree, Jeff, that these these games aren't, aren't those. I mean, I think Tron Identity is maybe the one of like, that is Disney still trying to do something new. Like Disney will not let (laughs) Tron die.
1: die. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let me ask you that question then. What, what do you hope Tron identity is? Because we've obviously seen lots of different Tron video games in the past and they are all very disparate, right? What, what do you want Tron identity to be a big, you know, third person open world where you get to do all the Tron things or would you rather see it more focused?
2: It's the Thomas Was Alone dev, right? What's his name? Um, is uh, it? I, don't know. I love I, think so. I didn't game. see that. Thomas Was Alone is an amazing game. Uh, Tron, what's the name of the Tron game? I'm going to look this up because I don't want to get this wrong out of my butt. Um, oh,
1: yeah, Mike Bithell. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Mike Bithell,
2: yes, yes, yes. So he's doing the Tron game, which that has me – wow. did, did he also do uh, John Wick Hex? Who was that?
3: That was him as well.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, and I did love the that conspiracy. Game. Uh, so so yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: okay this is another function of me <laughs> being stuck in a hospital for the last four days um
2: well also we have... that presentation did not slow down to highlight that <laughs> no but <laughs> you it know?
1: has been revealed that tron identity will be a visual novel slash puzzle game
2: i love the sound of that yeah, yeah. A narrative puzzle game is what chat is saying too and thank you chat everybody yelled at me i didn't need to search I, it you were all telling i'm glad me we it are was.
1: we've been corrected because uh, you know again I think
2: Thomas I, was alone was incredible. I think yeah. I've mean, talked about it on this show a bunch. I thought John Wick Hex was great and it was such a different take on John Wick, John Wick. Like I love, uh, uh, Midnight Express you talked about last week or two weeks ago. And I like that kind of version of it too, but I loved what they did with John Wick Hex and like, no, 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 we're still gonna make you feel like John Wick, but it's this, you know, slower style approach, planning your move style game. So I think if anyone can do a Tron game, that's cool. Yeah. I, Oh, I immediately got
1: way more excited. So here's the uh, uh, description of via Polygon. Uh, Players will follow Query, a detective program, keeping the peace on an all new grid. Query has been tasked with unraveling a complicated break in and theft. And you'll interact with a number of intriguing characters and decide whether to ally with them, spurn them, or even derez them.
0: Sign me up.
1: Players will advance the story by (laughs) defragmenting other programs identity disks. That's rad. Wow. I'm in. Sorry. Oh, this sounds really cool.
3: There you go. So
0: it's there's stuff. so Disney's still, you know, uh, and I'd I think like to, Illusion, oh, go ahead, I'd like right. to
3: change my answer. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Super slick.
1: <laughs> anyway. Well, there you go. Uh, lots of, I think lots of really cool stuff uh, announced last week. Um, and
2: and uh, Jeff, two Avatar, I mean, and multiple, yeah. the Ubisoft Avatar, which I guess is Frontiers of Pandora, and then Reckoning, Looked like a Call of Duty mobile to me. It seemed kind of, yeah. weird. <laughs> kind not, of not, weird. Not excited like... about
1: Reckoning personally, but I do hope that Frontiers of Pandora is awesome because yeah. I want it to be awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of really cool stuff. And evidently the Avatar 2 uh, Way of Water footage that was shown like blew people's minds at, at D23. So. You know, well,
2: I heard this because James Cameron actually made them watch it holding their breath underwater. I think you had to get the... That's,
1: my understanding is that's the only way all theaters across America will be converted into water tanks. That's yeah. my understanding.
2: The first, the first avatar was 3D. This is wet yeah. D. You know, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, under D water is what it is.
2: <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> under, under the sea? I'm trying to, yeah. try to put a hat on your hat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Anywho, there you go. I'm loopy. We're having fun. I haven't had any fun in the last few days. <laughs> Let's move on and talk about the games that we have been playing in a segment we call The Playlist. Rich, as our official, unofficial sports correspondent, I hope and trust you have come equipped to talk about at least one sports game. Absolutely. Is that the case? Yes. That is
3: the case. Awesome. I've come, come equipped to talk about a couple of them, actually, if, if you want. So me and my big mouth, I've been telling my friends, you know what? NBA 2K23, it's going to be great, but it's not basketball season. It's football just started. It's baseball playoffs. I'm not in a basketball headspace. I'm going to wait and pick it up, you know, in October, November. Uh, And then through an incredibly wonderful happenstance, I was uh, able to get a code for the game from a friend in the games industry. And uh, I'm glad I did because it's great. I love it. Um, I was going to buy it anyway. So, you know, but I just to be, again, transparent, I did get a code for it. But um, the reason that I think it's so great is because it has what I think is the best mode in any sports game ever, remastered. So for my money, and I think for a lot of people's money, the original Jordan Challenge kind of changed sports video games in terms of what could be delivered and expected. Um, And and the following year, there was a a mode with all of the NBA's greatest teams. So that one-two punch of NBA 2K um, a bunch of years back really, separated them from everybody else in the space and the jordan challenge remastered in the glorious new world of 4k and and i'm not the tech guy but you know just when you've got an xbox series x or a playstation 5 and you can play it i'm playing it on the ps5 um it's just amazing the jordan challenge is incredibly at the same time accessible educational fun and challenging and if you like sports um and or you like basketball obviously if you like sports you you like basketball um or vice versa it's just a unique way for anybody to have a, a whole lot of fun and that's one small slice of nba 2k23 um but it's the slice that i've been playing because it's so good um so I am this this allows you to play as the the greatest
1: of all time, right? The great the great players of all time. Is that right?
3: It allows you to you play fifteen different scenarios. Most of the scenarios are full game. Sometimes it's uh, the second half, occasionally it's a brief moment in time, all from the very beginning of Michael Jordan's career, uh, starting in North Carolina, all the way through his journey up and coming, getting beaten up by the bad boy Pistons, and then overcoming um, Team USA stuff. Every every wow. one of the 15 scenarios is introduced by a video of somebody who had a direct relationship to the event that comes up, wow. uh, which does a great job of explaining even more why this is important. And then every one of the segments, is extraordinary and i don't say that lightly for example the very and this is i guess spoilery for those who don't know but the very first challenge you are playing as michael jordan in the ncaa championship game against georgetown in 1982 so you're going up against patrick ewing and you're going up against uh, sleepy floyd and you've got michael jordan but also on your team you've
2: got james worthy it's incredible this and- the first time they have College, right? I I think that's these. I don't think these moments are in that first one. I think North Carolina is new, but I could be wrong.
3: If I was good at being a sports video game reporter, I would know the answer. (laughs) But I'm only adequate. But all kidding aside, it's just an extraordinary moment, not only because of who the teams are and who the players are on the teams, but the presentation. Whether you go with the default '80s style presentation, which is fun, or then you turn it on in glorious high definition, four K. Which is where I went pretty quickly because I was like, oh, 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 "Oh, right!" But it's got the right sign, you know. When we used to watch the NCAA tournament, the sign on the side, you know, that listed the name of where it was stuff. So it's got that. It's got John Thompson coaching Georgetown, right? Like, it's got a, an appreciation for what's happening, and it's an education. And it is really hard to stop Patrick Ewing in 1982. <laughs> So the the situation is fantastic, but then there's layers to it, right? Like the, the challenge, you have multiple challenges that you can accomplish in a single event. All you have to do to unlock the next event is just complete the scenario. You don't even have to score the 40 points or win the game. So you can work hard to get all of the challenge points for each level but it's not stopping you from enjoying the whole thing just by experiencing one. You don't have to accomplish anything other than play. You could lose by 40 points, not that that's happened, um, (laughs) and not do well at all. And still you'll unlock the next scenario, but you can come back back to the one before. And you can set it to all kinds of, of user difficulty settings as well. It's just extraordinary. And it was extraordinary when it first came out and what they've done to it really ups the ante and, and I could gush about the Team USA scenario or I could gush about the scenario where you're playing um, against Magic Johnson in the 1991 finals and the Lakers or I could gush about any number of those things. It's just something that I think if you like sports at all it's something that I think would be really fun for, for you to
2: play. That's awesome. I, I, I wish that this was a standalone thing because I, I think it will be. maybe it will be because i'm sure it was expensive to get and it was expensive to get the first time and and now this you know even better version of it nba 2k 23 i think it's 160 gig like it is a behemoth of a there's you know i this deleted is- most of my library to get the game onto my playstation <laughs> <but it's- laughs> yeah it's, it's massive and there's so much and it has some stuff that I think it does better than any other game out there, especially sports genre. And there's some stuff that I'm like, this doesn't feel good, um, you know, but it, it, it's hard for me to talk about the game as a package because those things, these Jordan moments, especially these things that they do so good. I don't know if any team does them better. I think the only thing that maybe is missing from it would be like, if you did lose by 40, if it just shows you that footage of Jordan laughing at the iPad and handing it you know, back. <laughs> there you go. That yeah. would be great.
3: Um, and, and there's another segment of, of this game. It really is. Like you said, Chris, it's segments. There are multiple segments and I've bought, I I'm sure I've, I've played every NBA 2k ever. Just like I played every MLB, the show ever, just like I've even played every Madden ever, just
2: because that's all how 23 old even? I am. Um,
3: yeah, just twenty three of them. Yeah, um, but uh, you know the the another segment where you can play franchise mode. Not only can you play a franchise mode starting this year, but you have multiple historic franchise modes available. So you can go back and you can pick any team uh, at the start of the Bird Magic era, and you can play it forward. And you can have fantasy drafts, or you can have the real players come in, or you could move teams around, or you could stop them from moving, and all of the incredible level of depth that is in those modes. There's an era where you start at the Jordan era and where you start at the Kobe era. Uh, And just for fun, um, I started a Kobe era team with my no longer New Jersey Nets because they moved to Brooklyn. And I started it only because two things. Number one, I wanted to take a run with that Nets team that won a couple of Eastern Conference titles in a row at you know, a video game run, right, at at the the Lakers uh, and Spurs teams that, that beat them so badly. Um, but I also want to keep them in New Jersey because I'm a New Jersey guy. I got one team left, the New Jersey Devils. They're the only one that represent the state, right? So I'm going to keep the New Jersey Nets in New Jersey. The fact that I can do that, like, just for me, I, th- to <laughs> me, that means a lot yeah. the- that NBA 2K23 lets me do that.
1: That's rad. I, I love the fact that these... You know, we were talking about the the Assassin's Creed franchise so much in the first segment, and how it has really embraced being a, a trip back in time and and looking at history. And kind of, there are even those modes in some of the late Assassin's Creed games where it, it strips away all the game elements, all of the uh, action elements, and you can just wander around these lovingly recreated scenarios from from history. Um, And I love how that's kind of what's happening here as well. Video games are allowing us to live out the fantasy that we've always wanted, to step back in time and kind of learn about these things and really feel what it must have been like to be there. And I just think it's amazing to do that in the context of sports
3: as well. And and not to get all inside baseball, no pun intended, but another extraordinary aspect of this is the licensing. I do a lot of licensing work and Mm. partnership work. And the amount of licensing that took place to get all of these players and coaches and arenas and rights. Yeah. Just the fact that they pull that off to me is a business miracle. And I'm yeah. not exaggerating. Like they they really went all out. Now, not every player is there because not every player, I guess, wanted to sign up. But I almost it, they are able to curate the experience around that mm. really well. As much as as well as they can, and I just, you know, as a guy who's developed sports video games, I appreciate what they are delivering, and I I'm just having a blast with it. Yeah, so it's a bummer if they're in
1: a meeting and they're like, we can't we can't get Christian Leitner to sign on. Uh, I guess we can't do the Team USA sequence that we wanted. Right.
3: <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 a big fan of the game. Um, and I'm um, again, there, there's a lot of other aspects to it. There's a whole, there's a whole, you know, my park, which is literally a whole other universe that I don't, <laughs> that's not mine. I don't go over there. That's other people yeah. who go over there and do their thing. Um, so I, I stick, but I mean, there's so much to do. Like, I don't need to go over there cause I got so much going on right here. I'm good. Like wow. I don't need to go anywhere. There's more than I can ever do. And again, like I love another reason I, I'm going gushing about the Jordan Jazz, but another reason I love it is that a thing I can see and I can accomplish it. I can do 15 challenges over the course of a few weeks because I know it's 15. Yeah. And that's a reachable goal that's down an 82 game season and, and playoffs or something like that. It's another it's another thing that I think as a fan, um, people will get a huge kick out of it. So that's nba 2k 23
1: it sounds yes. like rich is a is a big big fan Um Definitely. it makes me want to makes me want to check it out but I, I this isn't specifically on your playlist but i suspect yeah. you'll be able to tell me that i i'm i'm hearing you know i don't have my finger on the pulse uh, of this franchise but i'm hearing on the other hand this year's madden offering uh pretty disappointing to folks is that the, am i correct
3: in that sense I can tell you that I'm not disappointed in it. Oh, that's good. I'm also very similar to NBA 2K23. I have my happy little rut that I'm in, and I don't want to get out of it. I'm in a franchise, but it's an online franchise. So I am in this century, right? I'm not 20th century. It is 21st century. I'm franchised, but it's online with 31 other people. And we've been doing this in Madden for a long, long, long time. Now, I will also say, Jeff, that I am acutely terrible at madden so (laughs) um it has gotten much more complicated for me to succeed (laughs) at the levels i used to be able to succeed the only thing i think even keeping me um going is the online league because it's a league that we've had online franchise we've had for 15 20 years again i'm just so old it's crazy but um i i don't have any issues with Madden and I'm not saying it to be diplomatic. I'm saying it cause it's true. Cause this is what I tell my friends. Like i i played probably four different franchise one seasoners. You know, I don't, one thing I don't like to do is manage salary caps and restructure contracts to, you know, make my dead money go away. Like I, it, it gives me anxiety just talking about this. I'm going to stop. <laughs> um So I start a new season, you know, once I finish my one season, I start a new one and I play it on all pro, which is the level that our, our league is on. And I'm not good, not good at all. I throw lots of interceptions and I lose a lot more than I don't. And then after losing a few games in a row, I put it down to pro and then I win again and I feel better about myself and I feel better about the game. So, but no, look, I, I'm, I'm by no means, you know, in the Madden ultimate team world, that's a whole other universe that I, I don't hang around in, but I like it and I play it right. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't play it. Right. I'm not going to tell you that it's the greatest thing of all time. But I mean, if you're playing it like me, if you want to play a season or two offline, I mean, first of all, I played the first 10 hours of it, not for free, but mostly for free because I have EA play. Right. So you don't, if you've got, you know, game pass, and I think it's also on PlayStation plus one of the two or all three of the tiers, you can play it for 10 hours. Right. So, you don't even need to listen to me. Like you got plenty of time to decide whether you're going to like it. I actually played an entire, my first franchise, I played entirely through that 10 hour, um, a 10 hour trial. Cause I play when I'm playing offline, I play offense only cause it's just easier. And that's a cool little option they give you. You can say at the start of the game, I just want to play offense only. Cause to me playing defense against a computer is either boring or infuriating and neither of those are good. So I skipped that and it makes the games go by nice and quick. I played a whole year and it was fun. So, you know, it's, it's there for 10 hours and, but I like it. Like, I'm not going to gush over it because it's a football game that if you know how to run the ball, you should be able to run the ball and pass the ball. And, 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 uh, it, it looks really good. I'll tell you that too. It, yeah. it really does look really good. I mean, I'm, I'm not one of those people we've had, you know, Cat Bailey, friend of the show, Cat, and I have Many podcasts where we argue about the, uh, the the quality of this game and many others, and I know she's had a hard time with it for years. And I've sort of on the opposite. I'm I'm a Madden fan. I am, and and that's why I played every year, and that's why I keep doing yeah. my my online league. I've just been seeing a number of, of you know the TikTok
1: videos of people throwing their controllers at weird glitches and you know like the ball gets tipped 14 times somehow and well
2: but you gotta understand rich uh i mean as a new jersey guy you you grew up watching a lot of you know pretty good giants teams but also a lot of jets teams so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. there are games with 14 tips jeff Mm -hmm. you were just grew up a niners fan so you were like oh this is the quality of play (laughs) i expect but when you (laughs) went to a bunch of games the debut league of the year of the texans um, and the league told him to quit piping in crowd noise because it was so clearly fake, then like what you see in Madden makes sense. It's like, this is how football is played. So I think it's, a, it's a, you problem, Jeff, not well, the
1: games. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and thank you for bringing up the 49ers on opening day, uh, 2022 with, uh, a loss in the rain to Chicago that I really didn't need, let's be honest. I was already in a pretty depressed place. And I How did Denver
2: even, do? Did Den, when does Denver they, play? They play, they play tomorrow. They
1: play tomorrow. So they play on there Monday. there you go. Yeah. Change teams. So, easy. Yeah. Easy I mean, to if, do. Hey, <laughs> they, if they crush <laughs> Seattle, I will be the happiest boy. Believe me. <laughs> believe me. Uh, rooting for Russell Wilson for the first time in my life. All right. Um, yeah. So those are a couple of uh, sports games. I uh, appreciate the insight and expertise. Rich, anything else on your playlist you want to mention?
3: Yeah, I rolled credits on As Dusk Falls uh, a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am 100% a sucker for a game like this, right? Like for for the telltale style, make a choice. The choice has impact and then other things happen. It goes back to when I was a kid, love and choose your own adventure. Like you give me a game like this, chances are I'm going to like it. And even for, for franchises that I have little to no uh, other affinity for like the the most borderlands I ever played was a telltale borderlands game, which I loved was fantastic um minecraft story mode, both of those games love those games um and so many of the telltale games obviously walking dead and but anyway, as dusk falls is not exactly like those games, but it's a lot more like them than not and um once you sort of get past the art. Implementation. I don't even want to call it a style. I want to call it an implementation. Uh, once you're able to understand that, and then either sort of just go with it or or ignore it, however you want to put it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, again, I'm a sucker for these these kind of things. I'm not saying it's the greatest game I've ever played. Uh, there was definitely some things that happened. I was like, oh, I kind of wish that didn't happen. <clears throat> but I really enjoyed it. What was funny is. I thought it was, and this isn't a spoiler. This is, well, I'm hoping it's not a spoiler. It's a spoiler of the structure. I thought there was a X number of books that made up the story. And then when it ended, I didn't realize, oh no, that's it. You're done. I was not prepared for the ending. And when I say I wasn't prepared for the ending, like, I don't mean that. Like, I was like, oh my God, I'm not prepared for that. I was like, oh, it was abrupt. it was a, it was a Oh, I had to. Right. And you take a step back and sort of process what happened and what didn't happen. And but I I really enjoyed it. I played it on Game Pass. Yeah. And again, I love these kind of games. If there were no if there were mostly just these kind of games, I, I would probably play mostly these games. It's just I haven't always been that way. But really, I think back to, well, Detroit Become Human is probably the best for me, like the best my best time playing one of these kind of games, but all of God. the heavy rain was really, and, you know, obviously, you know, you guys know <laughs> heavy rain with all it's everything. I loved um, heavy rain. I, I know. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I hear you, you shouting, you know, the name of the lost boy right now, you know, like you yeah. used to do back on the show. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I got a kick out of as, as dusk falls, enjoyed it thoroughly.
2: I feel like rich, your dream game is, uh, uh, the 94 bulls. Telltale game, you know. It's like who inbounds the ball, and you have to pick. Like, does Cartwright? Do you let Cartwright take a free throw? You know, or you just have him have his in- ankle be injured and not? He's not allowed to shoot free throws anymore. Uh, you know, do you give Scottie Pippen uh, the the money he deserves? You know, these are all telltale style choices. You have it would to be a, a- Jason
3: kid. <laughs> okay. in, in, in in a lot of ways, it's really just you know, taking what we do with out of the park baseball and just boiling it all down to the most yeah. basic things and just leading people right along with that. Right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yes. Love it. Uh and you're also you're also playing a an old game, right? Yes. Uh... And and my son, who uh I have I have one son, he would not let me get away with doing the show without mentioning the fact that we play Team Fortress 2. He loves Team Fortress 2. And when you have a teenage son who says, hey, dad, you want to play Team Fortress 2 with me? You say, yes, I do. (laughs) And you do. And uh, this is not the kind of game that I ever really. I mean, I played Quake back in the day. But again, this is I play a lot of types of a lot of games, but not a lot of games like Team Fortress 2. But we play it all the time and it's. You know, it's it's so interesting to see him get into something that's not new, but to him it's new and he's really into it and has been for a year. And first, what brings him in is the game and the art style and 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 just, you know, the chaos. But then he starts to explore the market. And and because he's just that age before, he doesn't have to have a job and start saving for things. He's what small money he gets is discretionary. And then for his birthday and Christmas, he's like, Oh, you know, people can just get me Steam bucks. So he gets these piles of Steam cards because <laughs> what else do you get for, you know, you're lucky if a teenager tells you what they want, right? And so you're like, all right, fine. <laughs> for Christmas. So it's fun to watch him be all into that. And it's fun to play. It's, it's a, what is it, 10, 11 years old? I don't even know. It's been around oh, for a long time, but it's more than that. up and running and fun and chaotic and not, I mean, I am the worst player in every match but i still have fun so i guess that means something too right like you know and so i and my son mains a medic by the way he used to main an engineer but he mains a medic i had to be sure to let you guys know that as well so i i needed to give the shout out to the valve guys and team fortress 2 and, and that whole universe that continues to be huge and bumping along today Crazy. it's still going strong 15 years ago,
1: October 10th, will be the 15th anniversary of the release of Team Fortress 2. Uh, so, you know, Assassin's Creed franchise isn't the only one celebrating its 15th anniversary this year. Team Fortress 2, two uh, 2007. October 10th, 2007, it was released. Pretty wild. Pretty wild.
2: Uh, still going strong. Christian Spicer, uh, what are you playing this week? Uh, I can talk about the full release of Splatoon 3. Um, I talked about the Splatfest, the pre-release Splatfest they did um, a couple weeks ago, whenever that was. But the full game is out. We can talk about Splatoon 3. It will not convert people who played 1 and 2 and didn't love it. Um, It is definitely more Splatoon. But it is the best Splatoon that I've played. You know, I Hmm. haven't spent infinite time with Splatoon 3 yet. You know, I certainly spent a lot more with 2 over the year and the expansion uh, single-player pack and stuff like that. But coming out of the gate, Splatoon 3 feels like such a complete package and and kind of in the way that Nintendo often has iterated on things as these franchises evolve. And one thing that I love that they've kept with Splatoon in this franchise is it feels, you know, that connection to... Um, a Dreamcast era game still, right? I know it wasn't, but like that Jet Set, Jet Grind Radio aesthetic, it's like hip and bright and colorful and weird and all these things that if you look at kind of Nintendo's um, library game catalog, I I don't think they have any other games like it. You know, the energy that it's putting out, kind of this youth attitude that's still friendly, but also aggressive. You know, the the, the way the, the squid kids are kind of in your face and um, underground DJs and great music. It is such a complete experience. The single player that I I have not finished, um, but again, is another example kind of like Kirby this year of just Nintendo designers, in my opinion, just flexing their creativity. And, you know, there certainly isn't some strong narrative that's pulling me through. There is a, a story on top of it. But each time you get into a new level and you see Calling it a gimmick feels reductive, but you know you see the idea or the ideas that have built upon each other to get you to that point on, on a level. And as you complete it and you put all these loadouts together and, and kind of traverse and platform and shoot or splat your way through it, there's nothing like a well-designed Nintendo level, in my opinion, in terms of just pure gameplay joy. And from what I've played of the Splatoon 3 single player, it has that firing on all cylinders. And then it's things that I I understand the other side of the coin. The critics are like, it should have had this from Go. I don't disagree. (laughs) I'm not forgiving 1 and 2 for not having them. But the way that 3 now has Salmon Run, which is kind of their horde mode, is available at all times. Before it was only available during... Um, select weekends or whatever it was. And at the time that could feel air quote fun because you always knew you had a healthy player base because people would rally there and and play it. But it stunk if that was your favorite mode and you couldn't play it, you know, five, six of the time (laughs) you had the game. So having that always available is great. You can actually uh, play with your friends, which again is a very Nintendo thing that you couldn't (laughs) before. (laughs) But you'd be like, you want to play Splatoon? Sure. And then you'd be on different teams. And it's just like, well, this isn't, this isn't quite what I had in mind, uh, daughter, but uh, prepare to get your butt kicked because I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not holding back. Um, you can now party up and play with friends and, and have that experience. Um, and it it feels weird. I think I talked about this when I talked about it on uh, after playing the pre-release Splatfest, when we could talk about that. Um, it feels weird that this is a full release release a $60 release in an era where a lot of shooters aren't anymore, that they are free to play games and iterative and, and, you know, Splatoon would be a, a weekend in Fortnite or, or what have you. But there is something very satisfying uh, in Splatoon's progression. You know, it, it almost feels old school in a way of, okay, I have, I start with this, basic blaster and then i'm going to get currency by playing and the matchmaking's pretty good there are definitely times where you know you get walloped by the other side but so far it's been pretty good and then you get to kind of pick which type of player you want to be you know roller brush bucket and like each one has better versions of those weapons and you kind of get to experiment with not an ever evolving meta the way some shooters are but certainly a changing style of play as people try out the new weapons. And then as your rank, you can kind of see people gravitating to certain types of of weapons and abilities. And like you talked about for Marvel, Marvel snap, you know how short those games are A round of Splatoon three multiplayer is three minutes. And so it's such a refreshing game to be able to play. And it's perfect on switch where I can play it on the TV and we can all sit down together or it's, You know, I literally have 10 minutes till I need to go somewhere. I can grab the switch, jump into a game, (sighs) play around and have a nice discreet gaming session and be done with it. It feels really, really good. If you liked one or two or think you might like one or two, I would recommend three. The the splatting is still very satisfying. The look of the paint on the levels, um, you know, Nintendo knows how to art design their games to a, old underpowered system and have it still look impressive it 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 is fun and vibrant in a game that i think kids can really get behind also um it's just a joy i don't know jeff if it will do enough to kind of bring you make you interested in it before like you were or i think around the first game or not but yeah they finally did it you know they put it all together
1: well that sounds great uh yeah it's, it's not a franchise that i have a lot of affinity for but um who knows my five-year-old at this point or six-year-old he turned six uh this this last week um you know (laughs) he could definitely get his love of all things nintendo at this point who knows literally tonight i was putting him to bed um i I get home from the hospital just had time to put him to bed before we started recording and uh he goes daddy have you played super smash brothers (laughs) yeah i was like yeah he's like do you think I could play that? And I was like, well, I don't own it. <laughs> so no, but and, he, and then he goes, daddy, what are the coolest video games that I've never played? Oh boy. And yeah. I said, well, son, there's quite a list. <laughs> did you give him,
2: did you give him the DLC URL? Just, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
1: You're going to want to check out this podcast.
2: It's a podcast. Cause your pa hosts. This, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah. Were you my gonna son, say Rich?
3: Yeah, my son, when he was little, he he when he first started playing video games, it was very heavy Nintendo, uh, which I think was a really good thing because it I think it gave him a baseline sort of understanding of what some great different types of games are. And he's very narrow like he only likes a few games like he's not one of those kids who plays a whole bunch of games he's very like his tastes are discerning and i think that starting young with really great nintendo games probably has quite something to do with that
1: yeah my, my son has become just this encyclopedia of mario and he knows i mean he watches mario odyssey and M- bowser's fury youtube videos and like studies everything and does it and he, he'll he'll at this point, literally I had an hour um, where I got to go home and and my wife was at the hospital with my daughter. And I was like, I I want to spend some quality time with you. What do you want to do? Anything you want to do? He said, daddy, will you play, will you play Bowser's Fear or uh, Mario Odyssey with me? Uh, And I said, okay. And you know, side note, I think those two player modes in those games are terrible, utterly terrible. I understand why Nintendo puts them in the game, but they're not The person who's not Mario is not Not having having fun, fun. not Not having having any fun. And the (laughs) the camera is, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's awful anyway, but I'm there with him. I'm having fun, but what he does now, and he learned it by these YouTube videos he's watched. He goes, daddy, I'm going to, now I'm going to beat Bowser's fury, but I'm not going to touch anything white. I'm not going to allow myself to touch anything white in the, in the world or blue you know, or whatever, like anything that's colored a specific color, I can't touch it and I'll still beat the game. Like he's setting up these weird challenges for himself because he sees these YouTubers do it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild.
2: Anyway, total tangent, but that's fun. Christian, what else is on your playlist? Two two I'll just touch on because I haven't given them quite enough time, but I do want to highlight them. And and one especially, it's great. This is a a Backbone episode because I've been playing a lot of it with my Backbone. And it's Horizon Chase 2, which was kind of a surprise launch or announcement and then launch on Apple Arcade. Horizon Chase 1... It's Not very much you think a, the Horizon franchise would be very surprising. <laughs> well, you're no, you're chasing it, so it's, <laughs> you know, this taste chases you to Aloy, is eventually <laughs> where, you, uh, where you end up. Um, it's very much uh reminiscent of uh, of, gosh, now I totally blanked because we did a dumb joke riff. That's my um, fault. come on, old Sega, uh, Outrun? Ferrari, Outrun, Outrun. Thank you. There's my brain, reminiscent of Outrun and that style of game. And, I, I really enjoyed the first Horizon Chase. Horizon Chase 2 is beautiful. It looks gorgeous on devices. It, it plays well enough with touch that I've played some that way, but click it in to, to the backbone. I've just been devouring the um, like single uh, arcade mode where you're kind of progressing through countries or something like that. If you have Apple Arcade or Apple One or, or some you know version of this service, Definitely download it and play it. It is in great music. I should have had um, the composer's name pulled up, but I'm not gonna. Uh, fantastic music, fantastic second version of a game that's kind of giving you more of the same and, and iterating in really great ways. It is awesome. Horizon Chase Two available uh, via Apple Arcade. I think it's coming to other stuff later as well, but I think it's a huge get for Apple Arcade. It is a must-play, you know, arcade racer style I- game. Cool. Really, really cool. Um, The second one coming from uh, the Xbox of games is uh, (laughs) Lucky Luna, which is also another mobile game that was I think announced before, but then kind of, I I don't know, it feels weird to say stealth launch, but it caught me off guard that it came out, and it is on mobile uh, from Netflix, so it's free if you have a Netflix um, subscription. And it you could use a controller, which which kind of bummed me out at first because I, I do love you know playing with a controller on, on mobile. But the game is so smartly designed for touch where it's a, a motion you're likely already doing anyway where you move your character via swiping and that kind of gets their momentum going and you can control as she falls and, and moves through the level and moves through the world. It's by the same developers who did Alto's Odyssey so oh, yeah. I also really, really enjoyed on mobile and lucky Luna. I'm I've put less time into it than I wanted to because Splatoon three and then horizon chase two. Um, and I kept putting off playing it cause I was like, Oh, you can't use a controller touch never really works out that well. And then people were like, it can't if it's designed for it. So I, I downloaded it and I gave it a try. It's awesome. It has the, the, a, a very Celeste style pixel art, um, look to it. Um, and because it's a Netflix game, there's no in-app purchases, all that stuff. So again, if you have Netflix already and a mobile device that, um, you know, supports their games, I would definitely recommend downloading and playing Lucky Luna. I'm certainly going to be playing more of it and probably talk more about it as, uh, the weeks go on as well. Very cool. Good stuff.
1: Um... Last week we had uh, Chris Baker on and uh, Zen Studios. He was a writer on uh, Circus Electrique, which uh, I was still under embargo about uh, when he was on, so I wasn't able to talk about it in detail. I had wanted to finish that game this week in preparation for talking about it. Um, But uh, man, one of the things I've learned about uh, spending a lot lot of time at the hospital with my daughter is uh, you know I brought my my Steam Deck with me every day there spent the night had it it never never took it out of the of my backpack never never once took it out uh, there's i don't get anything done at the hospital it is awful uh, so i hate keeping to continue coming back to that but uh, it's like uh 5 days that were just lost out of my week um so i did not get a chance to finish uh circus electric unfortunately but i will tell you uh i am thoroughly enjoying that game it it really it feels like the game i wanted darkest dungeon to be that's having said that i just i want to edit what i just said i liked darkest dungeon i got a lot of joy out of darkest dungeon initially i was really enthusiastic about that game but just as it kept beating me down and being so bleak and so dark that it just became unfun for me i i i didn't i lost the fun because it was just oh my god my another person is hurting themselves in my party like i just i can't uh it was, it was too much um so it, it felt a little bit too 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 rough and circus electric uh, like has all those systems and more it actually adds systems you know this kind of fun circus simulator where you're you're not even circus simulator circus manager simulator where you're uh you know putting together acts and 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 setting up shows that happen sort of in the background as you're off adventuring um so those are cool systems that it adds to the adds to the mix but it also does those darkest dungeon things pretty darn well and uh i think the visuals are really really lovely very vibrant and different and it has such an identity to it you know it's this steampunk circus world where the the character classes that make up your party are you know, your role-playing game party are like mimes and strong men and fire breathers. It's, it's clever and it's different. It feels so different than anything else. And that's part of the charm. I mean, even though it is very much in the style of Darkest Dungeon, it still has such an identity to it. And I think the writing is strong. You know, Chris is a friend and he was on and we, we really like it, Chris, but, um, I say that without any, uh, <laughs> you know, without any, uh, bias. I, I really thought the writing was is strong and and fun and, and it embraces that steampunk aesthetic really well with kind of fun banter. Um I'm just having a blast with it. It it really is a different, unique, wonderful experience that just doesn't feel like the countless other, you know, sci-fi things or Tolkien-esque fantasy things. It really carves out its own wonderful identity and has some awesome turn base. Um, strategy, fighting. Um, it's just great. It's a really cool package. Lots of stuff, lots of really cool systems that interact well with each other and on an, a great tutorial system that leads you through it. It's great, man. It's Circus Electrique, and I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Also, phenomenal and super ultra wide. It just looks stunning and super ultra wide and you have this all this real estate to play with uh, that sort of lays out all the information really well. Um, great, great game. So that was what was on my playlist, such as it was.
3: Congratulations to Seabag; He's a good friend of mine.
1: Well oh, done, he's, sir. He's so great. You know, yes. and, and the writing in the game is is, is top notch. And I think the voice acting is great too. It really, they got great people. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of DLC. We do have parting gifts coming up. So stick around for those. But Rich Grisham,
3: it's just wonderful having you back on the show. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. I love the show. I love what you guys do. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for having me anytime you want. Thanks. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, tell folks where they can keep up with you and the things that you make in the world. So I would love for people to check out some cool new stuff that's just come out. Uh, we at Come To Us have just released The Walking Dead All-Stars on mobile uh, RPG. If you're a fan of that IP, our friends at Skybound, we work with them to deliver It, it just came out. People are excited about it. And we all are too very much. Um, Out of the Park Baseball 23. It is actually uh it's on PC, is actually on sale for 50% off until Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern in case anybody is interested in jumping into the incredibly amazing 2022 baseball season and playing it from any day of the entire season or any season in history because we have all of that out of the park baseball 23 and there's a mobile app called out of the park go that is free on ios and android check that out um there's a hundred other things that i could mention i guess thank you for the opportunity i also want to mention um, summer's war franchise and summer's war sky arena which is an amazing franchise that come to us uh, delivers to the world it's something that i've come to work with in the last couple of years since i've been working with come to us and it's an incredible Immense, passionate community, and uh, we do all sorts of great events, uh, including New York City Comic Con in October. Around that, so yeah, that's those are just uh, a small, tiny bit of the stuff that I'm working on. But it's amazing. I love it. I love working for Come to Us, and I love working with you know Major League Baseball and the NBA and all the players' associations. All the cool stuff that I get to do uh, with, with this is great. So thank you, thank you very much.
2: Fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, Christian Spicer, what about you? What do you got going on this week? I am occasionally on Twitter, if you want to poke over there. You know, seldomly I'll fly by with a few things there. It's at Spicer, and then I I write a newsletter about video games, longer form, casual conversation stuff about video games that you can subscribe to for free at tinyletter.com slash Christian Spicer. There's an archive that you can click on there, too, that has... Most of the old ones, if you kind of want to read them and get a feel for them, sometimes the formatting is a little weird on the archives, but whatever. The most recent one was about uh, adaptations as we are living in the world of, uh, you know, good video game adaptations and just adaptations happening um, nonstop. So you can read about that at tinyletter.com slash Christian Spicer. And then hopefully some other stuff that I'll uh, get to talk about sooner than later, Jeff. (laughs) Yeah, excited about hearing that stuff
1: uh you can follow me on twitter i'm at jeff canada which is spelled with two n's and one t but not where you think little she hulk reference somebody wanted me to do that on the show so i did it um
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh i have other shows for you to check out including the film cast which is a movie and tv show review program uh We are doing the comeuppance. Our comeuppance this next week should be oh, a. Oh man, I'm so show.
2: excited! You guys, I won't say it. You guys were jerks. Oh yeah, no, we just were terrible. That, just terrible. You're all lovely humans, but my gosh, I'm Couldn't so. It could. Have been this summer could wrong. not have been better. Could not have yes. been more wrong.
1: Could not Ugh. like. As right as I am on this show constantly, just in, <laughs> invariably right.
2: That
1: show, I we, uh, could not have been more wrong. In fact, uh, I believe I even said I would eat my hat if something yeah. happened. And that thing, oh, it happened. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work out for me. Uh, uh, searching online for edible hats.
2: Um, might <laughs> get some underwear, might, call it a hat. You know, you <laughs> might want to put on your
3: safe search, just saying.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, so check that out. It's 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 bound to be a lively one this week. Um also I do uh a comedy science show where you can learn something and laugh along the way. It's called We Have Concerns. You can find it at wehaveconcerns.com. And uh I do a sports show. Uh speaking of sports, I do a sports show. Uh, wildly unqualified for that, but you know, here I am. Uh it's called Fan Controlled Show. we do it at uh, at twitch.tv slash FCF, but it's also available as a podcast. You can hear all the past episodes. It's on YouTube, it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, all over the place. Fan control show. Uh good times. It's fun. All right. That's gonna do it. We got we, we gotta wrap things up with our parting gifts.
0: Hey, give us a suggestion.
1: rich do you have a
3: suggestion to help people get through their week i do if you liked the hbo show winning time um you will love the book showtime um the first season of winning time was was based on like the first chapter of showtime so if wow. you enjoyed that this book is great it's written by jeff perlman now i actually um Jeff Perlman wrote a mean book about my all-time favorite baseball team, the 1986 New York Mets, so I'm still mad at him about that, but I can't deny that this book isn't fantastic. It's just great. (laughs) Um, It it just covers the entire Magic Johnson, Pat Riley era. The thing I like best about it is there is – it's a lot of quotes, right? It's not a – you know, it, it's not all quotes. There's plenty of description and stuff, but there's a lot of people on the record talking about things. And so that to me um, really, really brought it uh, to life. So I loved the book. Well, I loved the show, even though I knew the show took some liberties, shall we say, with things like timelines and personalities. So Um, The show drove me to the book and I love the book. I devoured it over the course of like three or four days. And I don't typically read a book in three or four days. Six months is usually how long it takes me to read something. So big fan of Showtime by Jeff Perlman. All right. That is Showtime by Jeff Perlman.
1: Christian Spicer, what is your parting gift?
2: Yeah, this is a flag for later. Uh, but as mentioned earlier on the show, I was in Canada, um, and I get it now. I know why Atlanta is the best. Canada—it was so—it was so nice, Jeff. I had never been. What a what a treat of a country! I only saw like a small piece of it, but I have to imagine it was all like that. The whole all yeah. of it is like that. Um, but I was up in Canada for a whirlwind thirty something hours. To I was honored to be um, able to go see. The premiere of the inspection, which is a it, it opened um, the Toronto International Film Festival, and I know Jeff, you want to go in unsullied, so I won't I won't talk about the movie in any way, shape, or form in terms of specifics of its of its plot. Thank you. Um, but it is uh, a story that I think is long overdue to be told, and it's told in a personal way, and it is it is beautiful. And um, at times difficult to watch. Um, I think it comes out November 18th is when it goes wide It's an A24 film and uh, the inspection, put it on your radar, keep an eye out for it. When you can see it, go see it. And Jeremy Pope, who is the star and it, who is already a star on Broadway, this human being, I had the pleasure of, of meeting him and chatting with him for just the tiniest bit in the grand scheme of things, but dynamic and captivating in person and on screen, just chews up the screen. <laughs> this individual is a star and Gabrielle union, uh, plays a supporting role in it. And it's just, just incredible, just absolutely incredible. And, um, somehow the Q and a after the film was as powerful as the film itself. And hearing Gabrielle talk about her life and her experiences and, um, it's a special, it's a special film. It's a special film. The inspection it's coming out, I think November 18th. It's going wide. And um, yeah, that's cool. Uh keep your eye out for it. Keep your eye out for it. Awesome. The inspection. Um,
1: my, uh, parting gift. I'm sure I can, I, I know for sure. Christian will echo my sentiments here. Uh, this is the new album that is just dropped by the midnight. Our favorite band. Well, I will say Definitely my favorite band. I know it's one of your favorite bands, Christian. They're not exactly pop punk, but, you know, one of your favorite bands.
2: I we, mean, they dabble in that. They don't They don't shy away from pop punk riffs. It's so good. So Tim good. and Tyler are so good. The yeah. album's so good.
1: The Midnight, we love them here. You've heard us talk about them for years now. Uh, it just, it, I mean, seriously, in my top three bands of all time, I, I love The Midnight every album seems to one up the last and they just dropped a new album. It is called heroes. Part of a, I think like a triptych of the last three albums that they've done. Uh, and it's incredible. Uh, the level of output that these two dudes, I, I just, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I will tell you uh, some of my favorite tracks, a uh, golden gate. The first track is a amazing, Uh it's beautiful, a beautiful, I'm going to do it because Change I, your
2: heart or Die" was my song of the summer before it, the whole album is out. It was, that is it was so good. It's so, I
1: mean, so, so good, uh, is certainly one of my favorites on the album. Uh, I also love, um, uh, a place of her own is amazing. Uh, energy never dies. It just transforms. Uh, there's so many great songs. Just get heroes. Just download it. Uh, buy it. Anywhere you get music and listen to the music and listen to the midnight and you'll fall in love. It's just great. Great, 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 great. Yep. Yep. All right. Lee, we also got a listener suggested parting gift. Uh, This comes to us at dlcfeedback at gmail.com. This one comes to us from Richard in Texas. Richard writes, "Uh, Hey, after your discussion about how the $1 million console collection belongs in a museum, it got me thinking, have you guys ever been to the National Video Game Museum? It's in Frisco, Texas, about one hour north of Dallas. We went last year. It's organized into 17 different stages from the beginning of video games, including a giant game of Pong, to The Crash, and to current-gen current gen games. Uh, and if you're ever in Dallas, it's worth the trip. Norman Caruso does a great video about this on his YouTube channel, The Gaming Historian. Check that out if you're curious. Uh, no, I have never been here. Christian, have you ever been there? I know you go to Texas frequently. No? Some place I, I, I definitely would yeah, like I've to
2: have family there now, so it seems like it's, well, now, like since the pandemic, but not any time we've been. But it seems like an easier place to get to uh perhaps in the near future. Yeah. Great. I think this is a great parting gift because uh, it, it puts it back on my
1: radar. It's definitely someplace I would like to visit. The National Video Game Museum in Frisco, Texas. Uh, uh These images that I'm looking at of it just make it seem really, really fun and cool. Like Recreations of like, you know. 1980s living rooms with consoles in them. And it just just really seems like it has a lot of fun to it. So thank you, Richard, for that awesome parting gift. If you'd like to have your parting gift read on our show, send it to us, dlcfeedback at gmail.com is where you send those. All right, that's it for this episode of DLC. Thanks again to Rich Grisham and Christian Spicer for hanging out with me. Thanks to our musical contributors, Patrick L. Sean Madigan and Zero Star. For the awesome bumpers, thanks to our theme song composers, White Cube, which is Jason Sherry and T. Ryan Arnold. If you'd like to get DLC swag, t-shirts and hats and mugs, you can find them at dlcschwag.com, which was generously created by Jesse J. Anderson. Thank you for that. We do have to thank a very important group of people as well. That is our hype train patrons at patreon.com slash DLC pod. They get a shout out at the end of every episode because they are our top tier patrons. And uh, we are very, very grateful. You can become one of them at patreon.com slash DLC pod. We're going to thank them by name right now.
2: Yes, indeed. It is my pleasure to thank these hype train patrons for making this show paid DLC possible and 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 just really, you know, you're all the best. You're the best. So let's get rolling down that hype track. Hype track? It's not a hype track. It's a hype train, but it runs on a regular train track. A, a, hype, a, hype, a hype train track. A hype a train track of hype. It's like Rainbow Road. And Mar- okay, Jason Novak, Octavian Ratziu, Christian Bravery, Jad. Peter Olberg Michael Buck Mike Lombardo the Spiceman silencer I man the Spiceman has been for too long for too long Albert for Hel Dios Jonathan Spiceman forever Jonathan I'm, I've let you down Lafer, shit Jonathan I'm so sorry I I will I mean I I gotta wait I don't know when's the right there will be it's kind of like the hype train track Train track of, it'll we'll we'll get there. Don't worry, we'll you and me. We'll get there. Stu Goss, Kevin Brazel, Ben, Palma, Palman. Yeah, I got to say it, first name. Here we go. Dan Palmino. My gosh, Malcolm King, Mark Gowland, Jonathan Putney, Will with one L. Harris, Chris Zacharias, Jonathan Talbert, Scooby Diesel, Adam Denby, Sasan Dan Flanagan, Anthony Goulas, Andy Joyce, Matt Valdez, John Cisco, David Epp. Hyperboy 66, Cherukin Ken. I should say the Ken stronger, because I'm saying like, Ken. Like, family! I guess we are all, we are, all are, are all, all family deciding what a Hype Train track would be called. Shuru Ken, comedian Aaron Trahan, Curtis from Louisville, Relentless Rex, Michael S, Kyle Starr, Riley Knox, Rob, Rixman, Hank Patton, Cheesy Bob, Victor, Venezuela, Matt, Bradley, Jeff Luxack, Mitchell Ness, Jimmy Radcliffe, Scott Hughes, Jenny, Nate, Zachary White, Yick, Soren Silk, Travis, Jackson, Michael Stadler, Nick Strauss-Klein, Josh Peek, Taylor Wiggert, Hype Train track, track, Track of Hype, The Track of Hype, This is the Track of Hype, Okay, I'm going to stop talking. Thank you all very much.
1: All right. That's it for this episode. We'll talk to you
0: next week. Until then, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place.